Welcome to Living Bread Radio Presents, a program designed to teach and evangelize about the Catholic faith through various speakers and presentations given throughout the area. Today's show features Sister Ann Shields and her talk, Praying with the Bible, recorded at the Gift of Faith Conference in June 2009. And now, Sister Ann Shields. I think this is, you know, I've been to thousands upon thousands of conferences. And I would have to say between tonight, uh, and I think you understand it includes myself, but I'm just looking at what you've heard on prayer. It's really good. Like, it, it is. It's, you're, getting, you're getting a lot. And I think it's, it's the kind of thing to sit and reflect on. That's why I encourage you. You know, you hear... What is it they say? The first time you hear a talk, you remember, maybe for a day, about 22%. That's all. Because, you know, there's either things going on in your body or there's things going on around you, and you get distracted and you miss. So that's why listening to the talks again, you'll say, I never heard that or I didn't remember that or whatever. And I, I, would, I would say that I think the material uh, is good. Father Larry is a very good teacher. I'll have to talk to Steubenville and find out why. They... <laughs> uh, one of my books over there is called Deep Conversion. It's... Um, Actually, it's called Deeper Conversion. Um, It's a book that I wrote last year, and I'm going to come out with a second one next year. This one is on the Gospel of Matthew. And what I've done is take about 35 Gospels that you hear at Sunday Mass and apply them to your life. It's one of the things I don't think as Catholics we know how to do. We hear the scripture, we hear the word, we, we know about it, we usually can't find it, but we, we, we're familiar, we've heard it, but how does it apply to my life? What does the word of God mean for me? So that's what I'm trying to do with the book Deep Conversion. And if you want to learn how to do it, reading that book can be a help to you. You can say, because then you begin to ask those same kinds of questions, whatever you read, whatever scripture. So um, it's the whole area of God's word is so important for us. It's, it's essential for us. It's God gave us the living word, which is the bread of life to feed us. But he also gave us his word, his spoken word, his teaching to us directly and through the prophets. He gave it to us because it feeds us, it nourishes us, it gives us life. It really does. Scripture tells us over and over again that this word is living. You know, I've often, I've said this so many times, when I pick up a Bible, I see a beating heart. This word is living. Scripture says it's active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It has the power to separate bone from marrow. 
the scripture tells us. In other words, the word can really penetrate, it can convict, it can challenge, it can console. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in the word. And so what I want to do is to take you through a couple of passages and just exemplify what I mean, because this is part of prayer. This, you know, Vatican II tells us that we should feed daily from the table of the word and the table of his body. The table of the word and the table of his body. We need them both. It's life-giving. I remember many years ago, I was teaching at Steubenville, and I was in the chapel alone, one of the dormitory chapels, and there was no one else there, thank God. And I was reading the Gospel of John, and there's a passage in John 15 where the Lord says to us, love one another as I have loved you. And I was reading this. I went, yeah, 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 love one another. This is my commandment, verse 12, chapter 15. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. And I was being very pious and holy, you know, and I said, yes, Lord, yes, yes, this this is true. Love one another as I have loved you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got it, got it. Love one another as I have loved you. Well, yeah, but maybe not this person. Or, I mean, there's just a few. I love 99% of the world. But there were these few. And uh, so I sat there with it. That you love me, and I know how you love me. I know what you've done for me. I know what you've sacrificed for me. I know what you've given me. I know how you love me. I know that you forgive me every time I come to you. Love one another as I have loved you. So, well, what does as mean? In the same way, in the same manner, similarly. And I thought, I don't know that I do that. I was convicted. It was what Father was talking about this morning. And it was a moment where I had my own conviction of people that I had kind of eliminated or put to the side like nobody. You know, nobody could expect me to love that person. I won't speak against them. I won't gossip, but but I can't love them. And the Lord, it was just a moment where I sat there and I thought, this mm -mm." And now I am a servant of God's love. That's the name of our religious community. And this is, this is the passage that convicted me. God's word has power. And I looked at that and I thought, it's impossible. And it is, humanly, it's impossible to love as he loved. You can't. But in him, in the power of his spirit, asking for his grace at every moment, I can. So here's the commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. And so I'm going back and forth with the Lord. 
And the Lord said, eat my word. Just clear in my head, a thought. It's not like I heard anything audibly, but just a thought. And I, I said, right, Lord, I, I, I want, I do. I, I want to be nourished by your word. I want to be fed by your word. You know, eat my word. This went on for five minutes. And I thought, am I getting it? You know, it's like an insistent thought. It just won't leave you. It's no audible voice, no thunder, no lightning, no, just a thought. And you know you wouldn't be thinking it. I mean, it didn't come from me. Eat my word. And I said, right, Lord, that's, that is. I want to be nourished by it. And I want to be fed. Eat my word. So after about five minutes of this, I realized that I wasn't getting it. And so I said, Lord, what do you mean? What do you mean? The Lord said, eat my word. I literally, I was just sitting in this little chapel going, you know, I don't know. He said, eat it. So, (laughs) I went and I got a pair of scissors. This is why I have a new Bible, because... And I cut it out, that verse, chapter 15, verse 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I loved you. So I cut it out. There was nobody in the chapel. Cut it out. And I took it. And, you know, it's a piece of paper. It was a larger Bible, so, you know, it's a good-sized piece of paper. And I put it in my mouth, and I chewed it, and I swallowed it. And I'm positive I didn't digest it, but... I swallowed it, and something changed right there. A grace entered my soul that God really meant what he said and that the power to do it was in him. It was not in me. It was in him. God has tested me on that over the years. To be a servant of his love means primarily I have to love as he loved, and I can't, and I fail. But I know if I go to him, if I ask for the power, I ask for the grace, it's given me. Most of the time, the problem is we don't want to ask for it. (laughs) We just are angry or frustrated or we despise or we hate and we feel justified. You know, John Paul, um, I had an opportunity to um, attend uh, a private mass of his one morning, early morning, 6 o'clock in the morning. And after the mass was over, he came out into this big room, and uh, there were 17 of us, and we, we were doing a fire rally in Rome, and he invited us to come to his mass. So after the Mass was over, and we were out in this room, and he was coming down greeting each of us. And uh, um, Ralph Martin, who's the president of the organization I work for, Renewal Ministries, Ralph was standing next to me, and uh, Father Mike Scanlon was introducing us. And so when he came to Ralph, he, um, 
he said, oh, Ralph, I know you, because he had seen him a number of times. And Ralph said, Holy Father, I want to give you a copy of my new book, which at that time was called The Catholic Church at the End of an Age, What is the Spirit Saying? Long title, but there it was. The Holy Father said, oh, Ralph, I've already read it. He took it and handed it over to his secretary, and then he turned to Ralph, and he said, Ralph, tell me, tell me, what is the Spirit saying to the church? And Ralph said later, he said, I thought, the Pope is asking me, you know? And he said, I knew he didn't want a summary of the 200 and some pages of the book. He had just read the book, you know? And so he was just quiet. And the Holy Father just reached out and he took him by the shoulders and he just kind of shook him like this. And Ralph said, Holy Father, the Spirit is saying Jesus. The Spirit is saying Jesus to the church. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is our salvation. But he didn't say any of that. He just said Jesus. And the Holy Father said Jesus. And Ralph said Jesus. And the Holy Father said Jesus. It went on for a good minute, just back and forth. People have asked me, what did you say to the Holy Father? I said, I have no idea. What did the Holy Father say to you? I have no idea. I know we talked. But all that was in my head in that moment, was a, it was like a revelation that Jesus, the Savior, the Redeemer, the one the Father gave us, is everything. He's everything. We'll return to Living Bread Radio Presents after a short break. This is Oblate Father Andrew Small, National Director of the Pontifical Mission Societies in the United States. Breakfast in Bangladesh. My morning conversation with a priest from that Asian country made me feel virtually present there. He shared the ongoing trials of the residents of his homeland, many of whom live in areas prone to flooding. Priests in Bangladesh live among the poor, accompanying them in their trials. They pray with the people, celebrate the sacraments, and make Christ truly present. Daily we encounter people living with hardships and sufferings, and we're called to be a presence of the Lord himself, perhaps through a kind word or a whispered prayer. It's a lesson from the missions. Brought to you by the Pontifical Mission Societies. To learn more about becoming a missionary right where you are, visit our website at onefamilyandmission.org. Remember, if you're baptized, you're a missionary. Through prayer and sacrifice, in word and witness, we're all part of this one family in mission. And now the conclusion of today's production of Living Bread Radio Presents. He's life. He's happiness. He's the fullness of life forever. Jesus. And so when I read this, love one another as I have loved you, those are the words of Jesus to you and to me. Love. God would never ask what is not possible for us to do. He would never ask us the impossible. Many times we feel like it's impossible, 
But if you ask the work of the Holy Spirit, he will give it to you that Jesus may be seen in you, that Jesus may be glorified. One of the most powerful stories I've ever heard was John Paul in the cathedral in Warsaw, or in Krakow, and he was... Um, he had been hearing confessions, and he came out of the confessional, and a young man came up to him who was a student of his at the university, a student that he had really mentored and really given himself to, a student that he, like he did with a lot of students, but just somebody that he, he took a great deal of joy in. The man was, young man was highly intelligent and and just, you know, he was training him and working with him and had done so for three years. And this young student walked up to him. And he said to him, Father. And then he broke down crying. And John Paul said, what's wrong? And he said, Father, I have betrayed you. I tape recorded 3,000 hours of your confessions for the communists to try and find a way that they could accuse John Paul. He said, Father, I've sinned. And he just stood there with the tears coming down his face. Do you know what John Paul said? He said, my son, thank you. Welcome home. He was thanking him that he was repenting. Welcome home. And he embraced him. John Paul's life was in jeopardy. And what was his response? That's grace, brothers and sisters. And that's grace that's there for you and me. It's the same grace. It's whether we will it. Father said, it's not your feelings, it's your will. If Jesus says in here, love one another as I have loved you, he will give us the grace to forgive. John Paul says, forgiveness is not the opposite of justice. You can still pursue justice if it needs to be pursued, legally or whatever. You can. But he said it is the opposite of resentment and revenge because it destroys you. It's our willingness to give up resentment and the desire for revenge and to forgive and let it in God's hands. If you have to pursue through a court of law, if it's that kind of a matter, no problem. You can do that as long as your heart isn't tied into resentment, revenge. You want them to get the book thrown at them. This word has power. It's not love one another as I have loved you, you know. It's your Father in heaven speaking to you through his Son, Jesus, and saying, love like I love, and I will give you the grace. You know, I had a couple of things in my own life extremely difficult, not as difficult as what John Paul endured, by far. But for me, difficult, challenging, hurtful painful, false accusations. And you know your reputation, you feel like it's just in shatters. And how do you, what do you do? 
and you feel helpless, and you feel angry, and you just, <laughs> you know, you just want something to happen. <laughs> you want to see them get what they deserve for what they did to you. It rises up in you. And I went, and I literally, I took the Bible, and I just held it against my heart. And I said, please help me to forgive. Please. And I had to do that daily for several months. It was not like a, you know, oh, I forgive. It was hard. But I kept praying it. I have to love as you love. I can't. I can't do it. But I kept reading that word, that command, this is true. There's power in that word for me to change. Do you know that about a year later, and I thought I was still struggling, about a year later, I ran into the person who was the source of the lies. I greeted her, and I never even thought of it until I had left her. And I went, oh my gosh, I didn't even think of it. I couldn't have done that. And when I did think of it, and there was an attempt for something to rise again, you know, I said, no, God's at work. Trust him. You take God's word seriously, live by it, abide by it, it will change you. And there's power in that word. It's not just kind of a wrestling match. There's grace. There's grace. What's going on in the world today, things are getting darker and darker. And brothers and sisters, we've got to shine light. People have to be able to see the light. And they have to be able to see it through us. And this is how it comes. It's not because, oh, I feel so warm and wonderful and I love God and God loves me and everything's all right in the world. That's not when the light shines. It shines out in the darkness. The darkness of other people's situations, but often the darkness of of pain, depression, discouragement, fear, suffering, physical, mental, whatever, the light can shine out. It really does happen. But it's having faith to believe that this word has power to make a difference in my life. Take a look with me. I'm going to use two passages here. John 15, verse 12. And then I'm going to go to Luke 24. But John 15, verse 12. Father was speaking about this. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. And it can feel like you're laying down your life when you forgive. It can feel. It's a death. You are my friends if you do what I command you. What greater thing is there than to be a friend of God? 
There isn't. We hope that you've enjoyed this production of Living Bread Radio Presents. For a copy of this program on Compact Disc, call 330-966-2903 or send an email to orders at livingbreadradio.com and reference the program broadcast date. This has been a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. Join us again next week at the same time for more Living Bread Radio Presents.